This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Man City spanked young boys, but is the Blues' back door feeling a little red round the edges? It's Wednesday, the 8th of November. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Andrew Detmer. I'm Ollie Kerr. And this is the City Report Podcast. If a good to win! It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Champions of England, FA Cup winners, and now, at last, Champions of Europe. Right, get your young boys jokes out the way now. I'm not having a show ruined by little petulant children giggling, giggling away in the back. Amos, I'm sorry, mate. No, 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 I'm sorry. You start how you mean to go on and you just open the show with jokes about young boys. And you actually went more severe than I ever expected that, that opening to be. So, And you know, I, I kept all mine off of the recording session, so I will not be making any more. Oh, yeah. Yes, um, Andrew went went full ham um, before before the start of the show. There's nothing you can say in a recording after a young boys game, and I had the same issue with with um, the other Ollie after the away game. Everything you say, it, great great shot from Grealish. It's just it, there's nothing that it, it's just I mean, it's all terrible. Literally, the US broadcast referred to Rico Lewis trying to suck the young boys out of a low oh, block. My God. <laughs> Stop it. City's last game of the groups. Well, actually, it's not our last game, but I was going to say, young boys are at the group stage and City Report podcast is deplatformed. Yeah, yeah. Um, it feels that way. Maybe we should get a new name for them. Um, probably a bit too late for that. We've already played them twice. And this is, thankfully, the last time we'll have to speak about young boys. Um, right, okay. Oliver Kirsch, welcome back, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right, Um Oh, good. It's been, been a good few weeks, I think. Uh, maybe just over a month since I was on. Um, I guess I guess I'll just say then, because uh, you know, be 
be quite open about this. Um, I, I've been, I felt personally affected and, and quite distressed by everything that's going mm-hmm. on in the Middle East. And I just want to say, you know, for the listeners, um, everyone's affected in some way, but uh, it's important. And it's, it's, you know, it's why I'm coming back on the podcast as well, that despite everything that is going on, you know, however you are affected, just uh, find the joys in your life. You know, don't, don't put them to the wayside. Um, keep, uh, mm-hmm. City included. Uh, keep keep up with with what you enjoy, uh, whilst you know, and clearly what makes Ali happy is uh, young boy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not with the young boy jokes, um, but yeah, you know, with everything going on over there, um, however you're affected, just just keep the joy in your life. Uh, don't don't let it go to the wayside because of uh, of, of what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Echo that completely. Um, Andrew, yourself, how are you doing? I mean, you've told us already that you're suffering from what is it, the flu, some mysterious some, illness that some that, sort you know, of as, as a man, you've got to, you know, we every year <laughs> us men have to just create an illness to feel sorry for get people feeling sorry for ourselves. How's yours going? Uh, you know, slight body aches. The bigger issue is that um, about every five minutes, I feel 30 seconds away from wanting to just empty my insides. So very fun. <clears throat> Just don't make a joke about that. Don't make a joke about that. Right, okay. We do really need to speak about some football because there was some football. Not that I saw any of it because obviously in my corner, the BSC Young Boys supporters were making quite the racket. Um, I'm sure people would have probably seen videos online. Quite a performance from them. Um, kind of impressive, kind of a bit dickheady at times, chucking stuff and, and, and whatever. That's Did they really throw day. a chair? So they snapped one of the chairs off and it came flying across, which was um, an interesting sight, it has to be said. Um, I do have a video of that somewhere. I'll try and clip it up. But I'm relying on you two to do the legwork for me today. City won 3-0. I did see all the goals, so we can go through them. Um, I guess, Andrew, it's kind of par for City in the Champions League group stage. There are a few takeaways. We'll get into them. But I guess it's probably what you expected at the start of the day. Yeah, I think anything less than 3-0, particularly with a red card, um, you know, with a substantial portion of the match left, would have, it wouldn't have been a bad sign, but it would have not been, I think, a good showing by City. But I think Mm. uh, of all the players who started, I thought they all played particularly well other than Ederson, but that's not because he didn't play well. It's just because literally... I don't remember. I don't remember him doing a single thing in the like. I don't. You just remember said that, and pass. I didn't. I didn't know he was playing. Genuinely, honestly, if you'd have just asked me who was City's goalkeeper for the game against Young Boys, I don't know if I'd, I probably would have guessed Ortega. I on hand on heart, I had no idea he was playing. Yeah, his his stats were thirty two of thirty two accurate passes. Okay, four four throws, one high claim, six recoveries, thirty seven touches. <laughs> <laughs> they they literally didn't have a shot, did they? Their XG was no, no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Have a shot, no. I wonder if City could have got away in that match without playing a goalkeeper. Like not not necessarily just having an extra outfield player, but just having someone that sort of stood in between the the penalty box and and the halfway line. I don't think it. I don't think City would have conceded. Genuinely, I, no. I mean, uh, f- fair play to Young Boys. I felt like they. Oh God, I don't know again. They. I felt like they came and they they tried to at least. They started the game aggressively. Um, stop giggling. <laughs> they started the game in a manner which I felt like, okay, they've got to try and take it to City. But Oliver, as soon as that first goal goes in, uh, penalty for Erling Haaland, who, you know, many 
was surprised to see his name on the team sheet. It looked like, obviously, given the whispers from the weekend that he wasn't going to be fit, starts a Champions League game, gets another two goals, um, two goals, two goals closer to Cristiano Ronaldo's record. I think he's only like 101 goals away now, so he'll get that done by next season probably. Um, as soon as that goal goes in, it, it sort of, you know. As like I said before, as you'd expect, and, and it, it went to plan for City. Yeah, and I mean, it, I think regardless of when the goal went in, it was always going to happen at some point. Um, three and a half xG across the whole game. At some point, mm. we were going to score. Uh, it would have been a travesty if not. But what, I, I just want to move away briefly from uh, the flow of the game itself, because as we're saying, it's fairly inevitable uh, of a result, and it was pretty much the minimum that we expected. This is the kind of game that is the argument for, and I don't want to open the whole debate again, but just the, mm. the, the general around the game itself, you know, the, the, the atmosphere was quite flat. It was almost an exhibition match in a sense. Absolutely. And these are the types of games that are an argument against the current format of the Champions League, where you almost have non-ties. And full respect mm. to, I'm going to call them BSC, so you two don't start splitting your ties every time <laughs> I say it. Full respect to BSC, listen, you, it, it's not to be accept, um, it's not unexpected that however good they are domestically, and even against other teams in Europe, that they mm. come to the home of the treble holders and I was going to say get spanked, but you, you, you're in my head now. Um, <laughs> it's everywhere. But but it's true. You know, the, the, this game, the atmosphere is fairly flat. We're all expecting the outcome. Even when the second goal went in, I think it was just a bit of a flat, way kind of celebration in the mm. ground. And, um, it, it, it is, you have to give clubs like this the credit for reaching the Champions League and they deserve to have fixtures like this. Mm. But this is the kind of game where you look at it and think, is the current format a little bit outdated? Should there be additional preliminary rounds so that we get real competition every fixture in the later rounds? And occasionally there's a bit of jeopardy. The underdogs will win, especially when they travel to Old Trafford. But um, generally, it it doesn't happen. So, uh, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't want to do, do BSC down uh, at all here. It's just a broader conversation, I think, about the nature and to, of the I mean, Champions to their League. credit, they uh, lost... At the Etihad, by less than Real Madrid, mm-hmm. RB Leipzig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. However, those games, those games were more competitive. No, but the, but those games were more competitive, right? Even against oh, Real no, Madrid. Yes, it, the scoreline was bigger, but tonight wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't a competitive game. Yeah. Yeah. No. If, no, if no, City were truly up for it and the crowd was up for it, I mean, that could have been a bloodbath. But once it's yeah. three 0 there's not mm, really a reason yeah. to. I don't want to be a dickhead here. Listen, you know, I will say if, if we were in their position, I would like to think that I would have the same opinion and hold the same view. Um, I, I don't want to sound entitled, remotely entitled here, but it is true. You know, there's, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there may be questions to be asked when fixtures like, like this happen, um, mm-hmm. where there's just zero, zero jeopardy. Yeah, absolutely. I imagine for people in the stadium who weren't in blocks 110, 111 and sort of the, the closest ones to the away fans in the South Stand, it was probably one of the, the most sort of dullish games. And the the, 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 gate, the bit of the match I did watch, I, find, I felt it was very flat. City sort of, especially before the Foden goal in the second half, that sort of from City scoring the opener to Foden scoring was just like, oh my God, get him off the pitch. I don't think anyone wanted to be there. Um, it's one of my more memorable games because of the away fans. And if any 
anyone wants to sort of see an insight into that, Amos Murphy underscore on Instagram, shared a few photos there. But I I kind of agree. I do agree. And 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 having um, people who play football manager and have played this sort of the latest version of football manager will know this. But having played the new, or sorry, having seen the new European style competition, sort of the way it fo- the format is the word I'm looking for. I'm kind of looking forward to it because I've, I've never really, I've never really enjoyed the group stage because I don't think I don't think you need two games against each other against two teams. It's like. What, what are you going to learn from that? The two biggest teams usually go through. The third best team usually gets Europa League. You know, it, it just it works itself out. You can lose a game in the Champions League group stage and it can mean nothing. I think mm. Liverpool a couple of times have, you know, lost the first game and, and still gone through, be that runners-up or, or, or The group, group stages get- only work with either A, a group like the Newcastle PSG yeah, Milan definitely. Dortmund group, or they work in the World Cup where or you know international tournaments where these teams don't have so much time to play Mm. as a unit because the issue is is that there's massive talent disparities between city and bsc young boys no one can deny that Mm -hmm. there's huge talent disparities between a team like france and a you know insert let's say united states united states Mm -hmm. has beaten france before but merely because we're talking international football they aren't playing together every week the tactics aren't this like it just you don't need this setup when these teams play together so much that it largely will, you know, probably 90% of the time, the team that has the, you know, more wages on their book is likely to win. Well, you have yeah. to find a balance because you can't be exclusionary. Again, like yeah. I said, you, you, with full respect to BSC and the other minnows, if you will, as they are often tagged in Europe, they deserve their shot. They deserve their trip to the SCR. They deserve to have mm-hmm. City come and play them at their place uh, at the Wankdorf. Um, there we go. So, Even worse. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard. I think you have to somehow strike a balance here between rewarding mm. these teams for their domestic achievements for the, when they do step up into Europe, except Celtic, who are an absolute abomination and don't deserve a spot in Europe because don't they have the worst ever Champions League group stage record? Something like that? Um, I think they, uh, I think maybe them alongside uh, maybe like Bate Borisov or something like that in yeah. terms of, you know, for a lowest, lowest tally, yeah. something like that. I, I, I totally agree. And, and you know, City's season isn't going to be defined like this. And it was amazing for the young boys. I saw um, uh, uh, celebrations at the end of the game. The players were still over like 10 mm. minutes after doing, you know, uh, cheering and, and chanting and stuff. It's a little bit like international qualification, especially in Europe anyway, where, you know, there's some people who are who arguing that San Marino shouldn't play against England because it, it, it you know it's a non contest. But like you say, you know, they do they do if they make it that far they deserve to have it. You know, this is this you win your league title, you get to go to places like the SES Stadium, which is quickly becoming one of the hottest places or, or stadiums in Europe. Um just quickly then, sort of returning to the actual football, because I think it, it probably says a lot about this game that, you know, we're going on philosophical uh, mm. conversations and redefining the the state of European football. But Oliver, that second that second third and goal, that was a moment of quality, no matter who the who the opponent was, a, a wonderful um pass from Jack Grealish sort of split in the field and we'll speak a little bit more about him in part two he's kind of newfound position in that last 20 minutes or so um but that was a sort of glimpse to it he's, he's drifting inside he plays a great pass out to Foden Foden dances through the young boys defense and, and slots a wonderful wonderful left-footed goal into the corner um Phil Foden and, and our very own Joe Reach he said this on Twitter actually but Phil Foden's quietly having 
the wonderful of wonderful campaigns with uh, with Kevin De Bruyne out as well. I think he needed to step up, and he, I don't necessarily think he always gets the full credit for his performances. But it feels like he's popping up with a goal or an assist every game, basically at the moment. Mm, he's a productive player. That that is what Phil Foden is. Mm. If if Jack Grealish is the engine and doesn't necessarily rack up the goals and assists, Phil Foden is very much the opposite. We know that Pep for a very long time hasn't trusted Foden in those central positions and to be the the metronomic force of the team. Uh, and and in the games where I've needed to exert more control, he hasn't trusted him at all in the eleven. Because he is the opposite to Jack Grealish. Foden is a remarkably productive player. He makes things happen. Uh, yes, if we need to be recycling the ball, he's perhaps not the best at that. But mm. uh, if if you need goal mouth action, whether created or shots on goal, he is your man. And it was a wonderful goal. And to be honest, all three of them were wonderful, by the way, when we're talking about the goals. The yeah, first one, not necessarily true. the penalty itself, but Nunez's touch to win the penalty. Oh my God, beautiful. And then obviously Haaland's finish. I think we, we were discussing it and saying it's the top two, his other one being the... Mid-air scissor kick against Dortmund, uh, and then Foden himself with that goal, you know, tapping it past, uh, riding the challenge, and, and slotting it into the into the far post. So, yeah, all three wonderful. Foden, um, I'll always give him his flowers. He's he's fantastic when he plays, and I think um, I, I don't think we are necessarily going to see the evolution that we all thought we would with Foden in the middle of the park. I think maybe past that phase. Um, mm. I think maybe Pep, to be honest, I think maybe Pep has just stopped trying to slot him into that role, but he seems to have found new roles for him within the team and it's working. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with Phil when De Bruyne is fit again. Mm. Yeah, Andrew, I was just going to lead on to that because do you think it's a case of Phil Foden having... And I feel like it has to be said, we we speak about oh, the De Bruyne replacement, Alvarez doing the De Bruyne role, but Alvarez does... Not to Kev's detriment, it's just the way Alvarez plays. Alvarez does double the amount of off-the-ball work that Kevin De Bruyne has ever done, which allows then Phil Foden, and obviously Alvarez didn't play in the Young Boys games, but you know, generally speaking, it allows somebody like Phil Foden to go and have that license to play the pass that might get intercepted and lead to a counter-attack, or to do a dribble and score a wonderful goal like that. Do you think it is a case of him being able to do that without De Bruyne there? Or is there still going to be this sort of free-flowing, fluid, liquid sort of Phil Foden we've, we've possibly not seen enough of, let's say? Um, and that isn't a criticism, but it, it's an observation since he sort of broke into the City team, what, going on, Jesus, like half a decade, even more um, from now, 2017. Yeah, I, I do think, you know, it's something that, often has been said is that something to say, oh, well, our city actually, quote unquote, better, end quote, without KDB. And mm. I think that's a, a hard argument to make um, because of all the big moments that Kev has delivered for this club and the games that he's single-handedly taking control of, regardless of the result. I mean, if you think back to the Spurs Champions League second leg, that's one of the finest performances that I think I've ever seen a player have. And despite the mm. fact that we ultimately didn't come out on top of the tie. Like Kev grabbed that one by the mouth. But I do think particularly in the setup we currently have, there are benefits to having Alvarez and Foden kind of occupying the those spaces on the right-hand side of the team. Um, however, I would say that I think one of the reasons Holland has had fits and starts, although, I mean, what, 
is 14, 15 goals now after tonight. So a little <laughs> bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. A little crazy to say he's not been good, but I do think not having someone with the ball delivery like De Bruyne has hurt Holland. But ultimately, I agree with what Ali was saying. I've thought that Foden's best spot is as a, you know, right wing outside forward kind mm. of just let Agreed. him cut inside, you know, not worry about tracking back or, you know, really any of the defensive stuff that I think, you know, he can do, but I don't think is his best skill set. Mm-hmm. And then he can just run at people from the wing. And I, I mean, we've seen him do that so many times and he's done it so well. So it was a, you know, that goal was a great one tonight. Holland's second goal, similarly great. I know Amos, you said you think it might be the best goal he's scored for city. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is fair. Ali and I were in concurrence that the other contender there is that scissor kick against Dortmund. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested to see what listeners think. Of, like, if if Haaland can add those kind of goals, by the way, to his repertoire, like the ones yes. tonight, the kind of goals that Alvarez scores, the kind of goals that De Bruyne scores, Rodri scores, uh, and of course, that Aguero used to score. If he can add those to his repertoire on top of being one of the greatest, already one of the greatest all-time penalty box goal scorers, then his game is just going to go up another level. Yeah, it's uh, game over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I I reckon I probably said that ahead of the, the scorpion kick. Sounds wild to say it, but Haaland's goal against Young Boys, the second one where he sort of shrugs off a defender, takes a touch on the swivel. I, I mean, anyone who's played football knows how hard that is to do. You, you I would break my ankle trying to cut the ball across from that angle. <laughs> is harder for him to do than a mid-air back heel scorpion kick or whatever it was because we've seen him score those sort of goals. I, I can't remember. Bar, I don't think he's ever scored a goal like that. Um, I'll go through the rep. I'll go through the um, he has the reels. he has for Dortmund against. PSG. He scored a couple. No, no, no. But it wasn't. It wasn't that. Uh, that 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 was his iconic goal. That was his sort of statement goal where he did the he did the the Buddha celebration. Yeah, yeah. But he sort of broke through. He was he was dead central to goal. This I, I, I mean, it, remind yourself, listen, if you haven't already. But you know, he cuts. He's on the edge of the box. He's going the opposite way, and he cuts across him. That is like I should say, like a Kevin De Bruyne style finish. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored goals where he's running at defenses and that sort of gangly sort of beast of a man we've seen but I don't I genuinely don't think he scored one akin in a similar way to that um but we'll move on we'll go on on to uh speak about Jack Grealish in the second part of today's show listen to stay exactly where you are we will be back after this break when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season. And the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Welcome back. A little voice break to go with it there as well. Um, okay, then moving swiftly on, there are a few sort of talking points towards the end of the game, maybe more long-lasting ones. Um, the the guys will dissect the John Stones injury news mainly tomorrow and sort of look ahead for the next, uh, what well, is going to be a crucial run of fixtures and, and see what City might be able to do there. Um, Oliver, quickly, one word, and I mean one word, John Stones out injured. Pep Guardiola described it after the game for a while. Um, one word reaction to that? Fuck. <laughs> Andrew, any up in that? Tranquilo. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you, ask, you, you usually ask a lawyer for a word and they'll give you a thousand. It took you about a million minutes to think of one then. Um, Tranquilo, of course. I, 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 Andrew Detmer, I'm nearly called you Adam then. Um, keep bringing the calm. Um, I like to see it, uh, restoring the faith. Um, Ollie, we've, we've got to move on. We've got to speak about Jack Grealish because obviously he's, he's commanding the headlines. Pep Guardiola wanted to see him angry. He picks up an assist. Um, it did feel like a point at the start of the game. Your boy, Rico Lewis came close to, to giving City the lead. It, it's felt like at times this season, City players have had their own competition, how they cannot, mm. how they can find a way to not score off Jack Grealish chances created. I think he'd be on about 10 assists now if City could finish the chances. Um, however, he does get one, obviously, in the first half. Talk to me about that sort of second half cameo when Doku comes on and he's playing in the middle because it felt like, you speak about Foden playing in the middle, it felt like Jack Grealish mm. was another one who's been touted as potentially being an option in that position. Granted, the opposition was poor. Granted, the game was already won, but he kind of looked a little bit at home. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate it. In fact, I quite enjoyed it. There are receipts somewhere from last season's podcast, or even the season before, where I've said that I believe that Grealish has all of the attributes required to be. Mm. Maybe I think to say an heir to Kevin De Bruyne is putting unfair expectation on him. But an certainly, option, certainly to fulfil that role, absolutely. The way that we seem to be evolving is that Pep seems happier for the wingers to be uh, to take more risks, right? That's that's mm. the character of Doku um, that that we're using more and more on that left side, and obviously Foden on that right side. Grealish is a safer player. That's not to his detriment when he's played centrally. He's a safer player in that he's got 360-degree awareness when he is in the middle of the park. Mm. He's got the ability to, to wriggle out of all the tight spots that he needs to and get a safe pass off, whether it's backwards or sideways. Um, and occasionally he does play, as we've just mentioned, you know, the, the players seem to be trying hard not to let him get an assist, but he can play the right pass forward as well. So my firm belief is that if we're looking at either Foden or Grealish for that position kind of halfway between the midfield and the uh, and, and Haaland, Grealish is, I believe, the more natural option. Um, mm. I, I think every time we have seen him there, and I think if I'm right, he's had one or two cameos for England in that position as well. Um, yeah. I think I think he looks wonderful. I think that, that for me, in this current City system with the more uh, ambitious wingers is where Grealish should be. I think it also sets yeah. him up better because we don't have overlapping fullbacks and Jack is always at his best when someone mm. is dragging someone. Like he's not just kind of isolated in space. So mm. to me, I think that's the other benefit that we've seen. Um, I don't, I get, it was at Old Trafford. I mean, Bernardo, kind of overlapped mm. with Grealish at multiple points and we saw Grealish more a able to run at the opposition. And so I think you're right, Ali, that it puts him in a position where he can use the best of his skill set and because he's the safer 
kind of option in terms of he makes really good decisions on the ball. It is just more of a natural fit for him to move into the middle of the park where losing the ball because of a bad pass just can usually be more deadly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. And, and I actually think Grealish is probably better suited and, and has always been better suited than Phil Foden in that position. Phil Foden's head um, can, I find, often get a bit dragged down in terms of his decision-making, whereas, like you say, Oliver, he's uh, Grealish is a player who has this 360 awareness. And I actually do think, like... Some, I, I understand why, and it happens with Foden, it's happened with other players, Julian Alvarez being one, um, and I'm sure Doku will have the same treatment, but there, there's almost like a desire sometimes for, for players to have a position. Bernardo Silva's the prime example of why this is, is a stupid concept with Guardiola and City, because you, what, what's to say Jack Grealish cannot, obviously with a bit of development, with a bit of time, he can't be of use for... 15 games a season playing down the middle. He can be of use for 15 games a season playing as a left winger. You know, you don't have to, and I'll throw you throw this to you, Ollie. Um, obviously, the context with Doku coming in and being primarily signed as a right winger, but has sort of flourished on the left-hand side and people suggesting, oh, it's game over for Grealish, he's second choice, is this and that. You know, he doesn't have to be put in a box, does he? And especially with a player like Jack Grealish, who... I, uh, Aston Villa was that flair type and, and I do feel like he is kind of showing a little bit more this season even though people aren't necessarily picking up on it he doesn't have to be put in a box he can if if given the license to and hopefully we see it a little bit more be that player who can float between those positions and maybe even be like a kind of Bernardo Silva um, option um, either wing and down the middle um, well I'm going to put Grealish in a physical box on the pitch and that physical <laughs> box is the half space that is where mm-hmm. he excels. So whether he is stepping into the half space off the left wing or he is anchored in the half space as you know, an advanced number eight, that's, that is where he belongs. So uh, positionally, it's, it's neither here nor there. Now, don't, uh, again, you know, thinking in football manager terms, does he need to be uh, in the left wing slot with an inverted winger role, or does he need to be in the centre mm. midfield with the Mazzala role? It, it's irrelevant. Grealish's space is the half space. Um, and that was the problem with Chancelo. We mentioned this in his very first season at City, that they both liked to occupy that space. Chancelo coming mm. into it from left back and underlapping, Grealish moving into it. So what I will say that Grealish can't do, and I think that's well established by now, is is play the left winger role that is wider trying to get to the byline type of winger mm. that is just not what he does and not what he excels at so yeah whether we play him in left wing or whether we play him as a number eight you're right there's no box for him per se um but as long as he is able to exploit and enjoy that half space then it's much better Foden I would say should probably at this point be in a box which is right wing and Doku for left wing or right wing. Um, those are the areas of the pitch we can afford to lose possession. Those are all also the areas of the pitch where we need to make the most ambitious uh, moves into the box. So I think it's becoming clearer as we go on that Grealish isn't going to be replaced by Doku. And it's also becoming clearer as to how we are going to utilise all of these players together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I mean it's been said a million times by now, but City are playing what uh, a minimum fifty game, fifty five game season 
there is room and there is minutes for both of them. And if if you feel like that isn't the case, then um, I don't know. I, I would genuinely like to see though Doku and Grealish play together more because as much as we've spoken about and as much as the sort of the narrative is driving it as well, I do feel like they do have plenty of characteristics which are well suited to each other. And, and I do feel like if Doku was out on the left hand side, Grealish was tucked in a little bit more in the middle, um, being able to float around, they could they could strike up a devastating partnership. We'll have to wait and see. Again, Kevin. De Bruyne is the elephant in the room with this one um, sort of hanging over it how things look when he comes back into the team um, finally Andrew any more takeaways from that game like I said the, the guys will probably dissect the the John Stones and the ramifications of that in the in the lead in the lead up to the Chelsea match on Sunday but um, City have qualified City have now made it eleven seasons in a row qualifying for the Champions League knockouts which is you know pretty remarkable um, eighteen matches unbeaten in Europe I think it is fastest team to two hundred and fifty goals. 250 goals there we go um i think that also was city's 150th win in european competition or, or maybe um it's uh, it can't be 100 can't be that because we've played 119 100 wins 100 wins. 100 wins in europe um pretty decent then isn't it yeah i mean uh we, you know from 2012 that means we've only lost 19 games that, could, or, or that can't be right yeah it could think of it i mean yeah we probably you know, a lot of, you know, draws and one losses in there. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that I'm not sure of. I mean, my only other takeaway is that uh, shout to the ref for uh, red carding uh, Lauper for following time after time. Okay. I'd, genu- I'd Again, another thing I wouldn't have been able to tell you. I'd say 85% of the game I was spent looking You missed at... the, the pun name joke there of Sydney Lauper oh. time after time. No, oh, well, I mean Terrible, that's probably yeah. a bit. That's probably is a little bit more before my time. Um, okay, uh, Oliver, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Go and get yourself uh, tableted up. Um, I was going to say pilled up. Then um, oh, we've had enough of that. We've had enough of that. Pleasure as always. Listeners, thank you. Very unhinged, um, as you might expect, but it's been fun. If you are new, obviously, rating and review is greatly appreciated. Until next time, then, we'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.